0: Hello and welcome to Shut Up and Sit Down, the podcast the very 17th, Paul? Is, that is right? it?
1: I thought we were just on 18. I thought you just said you think this is 18.
0: But it turned out to be 17. This is a very special edition of the Shut <laughs> Up and Sit Down podcast. This is the Mega Game podcast. Last yeah. Friday we published a very long video, which you guys haven't seen yet, of, uh, of attending the Mega Game uh, my name is Quinton Smith. Hello. And I was the commander of the Japanese Armed Forces. Paul, what were you?
1: Uh, my name is Paul Dean and I was the Japanese Foreign Minister, which meant that I went to the UN and negotiated with other countries.
0: Uh, and we are joined today by Mr. Brendan Caldwell. Brendan, Hello. what were you? I
2: was the uh, head of science for Japan. How did that work out? Uh, I scienced. Nobel Prize winner. I won a Nobel Prize. I won... Many Nobel prizes, and we are joined by Mr.
0: Matleys. Hello, our esteemed president, prime minister, I was the
3: prime minister of Japan.
0: Wow, how would you describe your experience as the prime minister of Japan? Um, stressful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if people haven't seen the video yet, you absolutely should go and watch it because while I haven't finished editing it yet, I'm sure it's excellent. <laughs> um, but uh, wow. but the Mega Game Gamers are a group of UK gamers who, for the last tw- for almost thirty years now, I think, wow. have been making these enormous, large-scale games of their own design. So I kind of went along being, you know, sort of like uh, nervous about the quality of the thing, but it was just astonishing. They really knew what they were doing. And in our game, it was teams of people all running countries in the world and then a very rapid, fast and loose simulation of 20 years when aliens arrived. Mm. Um, And you can find out uh, the story of what happened in the video. So this podcast, really, I thought we could just have a chat about the design of the thing because I think we can all agree it was like nothing we've ever played. Not. So the thing that surprised me, and I mentioned this briefly in the video, is it really turned out to be more of a role-playing game, yes, right? Yes,
3: I remember the turning point with that, actually, was a point where you came over to, back to the desk where I was sitting frantically looking at things, and you were like, oh, I get this now. When you told me that the spies, which were one of the units we could send out around the world, mm-hmm. um, you were like, I can, we can do whatever we want with these spies, we just invent something and it yeah. can happen.
0: Yeah. And if we ever wanted to ask a question of anything, we could go to any of the games masters because there were like six of them, I think, yeah. or so. And you could talk to them. And often the games master would take you aside. And whenever they would tell us things like, you know, this such and such has happened in your government, we thought it was a rule we were
2: missing, but everything was being invented by yeah, sort of they just kind of uh, improvising a lot and coming up to us and saying, you've just discovered some strange lights over." What was it? There was a fire over over China. I don't think this made it into
0: the video, but I was told that um, our satellite, as the military commander, I was told the Chinese satellite, our, our Japanese satellites had picked up Power surges in China, and I went up to a Chinese general and said, So, what is this? And he said, Oh, yeah, that was it. Oh, it was crazy. We went over there, it was farmers with a fire.
1: <laughs> I think, Paul, that made you lose your shit, it if did, I remember Because our, our satellite picked up the massive energy source, and they went, Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fire. Some peasants uh, yeah, with yeah, a fire, yeah. yeah and don't, then you had to send that to the UN. Well, the, this was, I think, the same turn of the game where China. We we were talking about uh, relaxing borders and cooperating, and armies moving around more to respond to what was happening. And as soon as I talked about that, the Chinese representative at the UN went, "No, no, you can't, you can't come into China. We don't think it's a good idea for anyone to go in anywhere." So,
0: no. See, okay. So here's something. Here's a point of discussion to begin with. Usually, with role playing games, which we've all played, it can sometimes feel kind of loose. Like mm. people are inventing a story on the fly, but. The trick I want to discuss initially is that what they pulled off was a role-playing game where any rule was invented as was necessary, but which actually felt tremendously real. Like we were all entirely immersed in anything. At least for me, I found if a control player, one of the game's masters, told me this is what's happened now, I would just I would swallow it whole. I would say, Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> I was I was totally in character, and not, not once really throughout the whole eight-hour day. And it might be because we barely ate. But I never felt like I was taken out of character. It's, no, yeah.
1: it was really interesting in that um, I think I, I saw that happen less because I was maybe doing a less rulesy part of the mm. game. I was doing a lot of negotiation with other players and a lot of uh, a lot of talking, a lot of trying to represent you know our team's position. But it felt to me like a combination of kind of some tabletop role playing and some larping and some kind of board game because. What you were doing as a general had more kind of mechanics behind a it to a game. degree, yeah. and what I saw Matt doing to a degree as well was you were allocating our resources for a country and deciding, you know, how much we were investing in the military or how much we were trying to boost our own public opinion. So there was sort of, there were a there was a foundation of rules there, and that felt fair. Yeah, it was funny because the thing with the chips
3: and uh, having that metagame game. It- that was what I was focused on for quite a lot of the morning. Yeah. Because we basically had this... Um, and that was the what seemed like the mechanic of the game originally. Mm. Having the GD- GDP... Deciding where our GDP was going. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of a basic role-playing game with you guys, really. The fact that you guys would come over and say, oh, we need this, we need this, we need to research this, we need this. And I'd have to choose where they went. Although that wasn't actually that difficult because it felt to me like we... Obviously, for the UN, Paul didn't require any... Points, which I thought was a bit of a, a failing in a way, because mm. it would have been good if they would have had some form of power plays what, based on that.
0: Again, in retrospect, we had points we could put into diplomacy. So almost I feel like we sent Paul into the UN and then told her, did you have a controller or moderator there?
1: We had, uh, it was interesting the way it actually spilled out. We often had a guy who was playing sort of the rest of the UN and... Wow the general assembly or the schedule. So, so Surely
0: if you went in with the chips and told them on the shoulder beforehand and said, we've been diplomatically lobbying this country, this country, these countries, we've put this many billions into making sure they like what we're about to To be honest, to say. now,
1: th- I mean, this goes back to what you were saying before about kind of improvising rules. I think they possibly would have allowed that. Yeah, and actually. we just didn't yeah. even know. It, there was the element of not just sort of improvising what we do generally, but improvising a system i suppose so this is
0: what blows my mind we could it took us half the day to figure out quite what the rules of the game were mm. and, but i never felt like i was on a different track to the to i actually the, the liked
3: the way that the rules became opaque mm. and not opaque that's the wrong word the opposite Oh, transparent? Oh, like you can no. like, uh flexible? muddy? I don't know. Oh, oh muddy's good. Translucent? Trans-
1: yeah. trans- <laughs> <laughs> like like milky? Um, are you, are you going to say not central to the experience? Uh, that's know. perhaps... A-
3: well, yeah, I mean, it wasn't just that. It was the fact that it, I felt like there were lots of invisible rules going on. And I liked the fact that we didn't know what was happening. And it felt like... I didn't know they were just making stuff up, but also they weren't. Obviously, the aliens who were up against had a series, mm. a set of skills they could use that we had no idea what they were. Yeah, like uh, the moment whenever the, the controller came over and said uh,
2: there's some something strange is happening on the grey market and mm. uh, you've he- you've heard some strange rumours and reports and things are being brought up in an alarming way." And bit. it turned out on the game. Yeah, but uh, one of the other characters, one of the other scientists told me that we got told um, there's something strange happening in... Uh, South, was it southeast? Oh, southeastern Europe. Europe. Yeah, and stuff. But a lot of other people weren't getting like all the information that we were getting, and I feel like we were being treated like we were getting like kind of an easy ride or something because we hadn't
3: well, no, figured it, it out yet. Because the problem, it didn't help. And that was what I liked about it: is we mm. were given lots of information, but actually, it wasn't always useful. Like the point at which um there was a point at which, at one point in the day, I was told that somebody like so- somebody had tried to infiltrate our office basically and they hadn't managed it but it was enough to send me into a Spiral of real paranoia. Because <laughs> you thought you were going to be assassinated. Yeah, did, because that's because what, also we didn't know that assassinations weren't essential parts thing. of the game, and that's what I liked about the fact that so many of the rules just seemed vague and flexible and unknown. That's dumb. why I was afraid of um, when the aliens
2: said they wanted to come down and have a have a meeting at the UN, and I was like, no, don't, <laughs> don't. I didn't want I didn't want Paul to go to that oh, UN no, Bob, meeting because I was afraid that yeah, they're just going to storm gonna it or something. Deal with all the world's leaders at once. Like that's what I would think that uh, okay. yeah. As it transpired, well, it's they were funny. not going to think of that at all.
1: But it's funny that you say that because maybe, possibly, that could have happened. There was the thing with uh, when we did the debrief at the end, and we realised that some countries were close to attacking or maybe nuking each other. Maybe that could have happened in the game, and maybe we would have, we would have had an umpire come over and say, "You've lost half your GDP or something," or yeah. "You cannot do this." Yeah. Particular well, we thing were
0: told anymore. by the moderator. The moderators took great delight in. Uh, Telling us that we would never find out what happened when the terror track maxed out at two hundred and fifty, which it just didn't in our game. Yeah. But apparently there was a whole system of rules for essentially, I guess, a sort of post-apocalyptic. Panic. Oh my god! I imagined it would be like you know uh, the UN would collapse and all kinds of things, whereby countries would communications would break down, communications yeah. would
3: break down, resources would become more scarce. I would and guess. also individual like the, there was a setup so each country could lose their their GDP if if your public opinion went to a certain level, then your entire Government would fall apart. Oh yeah, which, which again, no mean, one discovered. We you, all just scraped by. It was kind yeah. of due to the nature of the way that the game panned out, and we should probably say at this point, I guess, because some of the some of the mechanics we'll to watch, you probably should. Not listen to all this podcast until you've seen the video. Oh, no, you should definitely watch the video first. Because there because will be some major spoilers in this about the nature of the game. Yeah. Because yeah. It's, we're going to hit that point soon, I feel. So if you yeah. haven't, do stop. But I guess the reason that the rules never really felt like they properly got in the way is
0: because more so for me than anything else I've ever played, it blurred the line between interactive theatre almost yeah. and live action role playing and, you know, Nordic LARP and that whole scene where. Rules are irrelevant because all of the joy, I suppose, we were getting was from the story, was from the simulation. Mm. As the military commander, I didn't care that I'd failed or successful. I mean, successfully shooting down an interceptor or whatever, was it, or an, a UFO was exciting. But what was way, way more exciting is what that would if the other nations saw me do that or if they didn't let me do that or in the conversations I had to have with other generals or with you guys. Yeah, I was like,
3: always hugely frustrated when you came back without anything to research. <laughs> but shot the UFO, fantastic. You were you frustrated. I was fucking
2: dying every time that no cards came up. I couldn't do anything. Like mechanically, my game was just... Uh, like a big it was like uh, those uh, sticker albums of football like you would go go to the next the scientist next door over in China and you say what have you got like and they would like if they were if they were keen to share with you you know after you get past the point of paranoia they'd be like I've got this and you'd go through their hand they'd be like yeah got it got it got it it, (laughs) need it got it got it and you'd figure out how to swap that's all the mechanical like that's all the mechanics behind it was the role playing was the best part because the scientific conference. Yeah. There was no, there was no like, there was no real... There was no, there didn't seem to be much of a reason for... No, but, but it
0: was, it was... The conference we didn't get much footage of, so can you quickly explain what on earth you were
2: being summoned <laughs> to like three
0: or four times Basically,
2: the um, you, uh, you go to a scientific conference was held where you have to have a written theory. Three of the countries can have a written theory. And you mean it literally had to be written it didn't ha- by well, you? Yes, like, it had to be like really bare bones kind of written theory. You had to stand up in front of the other scientists <laughs> and say and give this thing. And you, everyone participating got one research credit, which were the little blue chits that Matt was very annoyed about. <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> it, pretending uh, to be. Uh,
2: the, the little blue chits which we used to get prizes at the end, which only the scientists really cared about, which are kind of like a prestige thing. <laughs> uh, everyone got one of those for show, just for showing up to the conference. But you also, if you really supported someone's theory, you could give a shit to them uh. in support, which my nemesis on the UK science team did at one point and really threw me. Uh, but apart from that, it was like, you would just kind of give a theory about what, what, who, who the But Indians did you still enjoy it in this, like, totally ruleless almost pointless... Yeah, it was, it was really good. But, like, the, the other scientists would be sitting and someone would be, like, nodding their head. <laughs> the, the Russian's ahead of science would, like, be sitting with his legs crossed, kind of looking sceptically on. And, like, every so often he would nod about something. I would say, oh, it's a big game reserve. They're treating the world and us
3: like trophies. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, it was just it was, it was a neat little It felt like a lot of the game came from the fact that everyone had their individual briefing. And yeah. and mm-hmm. it wasn't just like each country got a briefing, but then each of the characters to a degree. I mean, it wasn't like super in depth, but it meant that when we were playing, you kind of got the impression early on, especially because um, a lot of after a couple of rounds in, everything went very quiet. And it's like it's quite typical in um, when I play Battlestar Galactica. Like one of the things I like about that game is the fact that sometimes you can have a ser- series of events where nothing happens for a while, and it means then you start to just claw at each other with paranoia. <laughs> and you start to wonder if maybe some of these players haven't just been told, oh, yeah, as the Prime Minister of Britain, you're snarky, and da, da, da. they might have been mm. told, like, you're under alien control. like, And we had uh, somebody going around who was a journalist who was taking quotes, printing yeah. stuff. We started to have was, lies no, in the media. That was one of the best it's things spread by about the aliens. I know. It turned out that there was one of the things the aliens could do was psyops, psyops. the shit out of us. Which was, we.
0: it was so funny because um, we discovered the base in Turkey and as you, if you watch the video, you, there's amazing footage of the aliens discussing what to do and they decided to go aggressive. And then all these UFOs appeared in our skies, and we shut them all down, and we thought that was the aggressive play. But that was really just like smoke. And what they were really doing was then telling the moderators to tell us there were assassins in our country, spreading lies in the newspapers, which we never assumed were the aliens. Yeah, we assumed that there was was another country uh,
2: pouring out. The the, the press thing was great, because towards... uh, I didn't get invited back to a lot of the scientific conferences. (laughs) (laughs) But... um, uh, the 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 like in the later half of the day, my after I'd kind of got a lot of research and I was getting as much as I needed and I felt like I had a lull and there was time left for me. I basically became a kind of pseudo PR officer at, <laughs> at times. Yeah, I was like trying to prioritize what would sound good in the news and just like go up and try and 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 I was like monitoring her. Uh, the 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 journalist Becky, she was like. Uh, she had a, uh, an interview with the President of the United States, and I was shortly after we'd just cut ties, and I thought, he's doing damage control. So there was points where I was just going in and looking over her shoulder, trying to see what she was writing about. <laughs> just asking, you have a
3: fruitful interview with the President?
2: Yeah, very, what, what did he say? What did he say? It's so <laughs> much of the game
3: was just information, is what's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, walking around, keeping an eye on what's... I remember the point, actually, uh, quite early on, when we'd realised, we were starting to worry about the United States... I just walked past the door and looked out and had to almost do a double take when I was like, is that the United States president talking with an alien? <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, what the, what's he doing? The best minute for that was
2: uh, whenever uh, you decided to go public. And you on your oh. phone writing a press release on a BlackBerry uh, on a BlackBerry,
3: and it was just so sort of the thick of it, I could have died. <laughs> it, it was it was so stressful as well. That was actually one of the elements I liked about the, the the times of the turns. And it felt like I don't know if it did get less strict as the day went on, but it felt like in the early stage of the game, anyway, maybe because we had so much to do, it felt very much like you've got. Th- two minutes left yeah. and it was this we, thing of me being like if I don't get this, if I don't get this release <laughs> we out had to now we have to get it in time for the morning yeah. edition then Yeah, we're going to miss the paper and somebody else is going to beat us to the pit. And- you know
0: I don't know if it was deliberate but the fact that we're all playing well I was playing a general but you're all well most of us in the room were politicians and just there wasn't never quite enough time for the yes. turns to complete yes. so probably maybe my absolute favourite thing about the day was how none of us had any time and the yeah. the discussions we were having that were almost like the west wing but accidentally because the rules of the game had engineered that like me coming up to Matt there's a bit of footage I love where I go up to Matt and say okay here's what's happening in eastern Europe and it's like this super dark stuff where we found an alien base and you go alright yeah alright you process it and then you go but we've got other problems <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> What could be more important? but your cycles were so so were so vital that yeah. you just didn't
3: have spare time to think about it. I, I did. I did genuinely. I think that's the biggest achievement of the game is it genuinely made me feel like a politician yeah. in the fact that whenever I saw the press came over, I just smiled and froze up and just stopped. <laughs> really off nonsense. But then occasionally slipped up and said things that I was like, oh, oh
2: my god, I remember this one bit where you say you say about Iran, Iran or something. Iran. Yeah, we have we have some sat that stands on Iran and you tell her like, and then as soon as she left, you looked looked at me with this dread fear in your. Eyes and you were peeling. and you just said I just said we had a stance on Iran why did I say that why did I say that
3: <laughs> yeah it was like there'd be no conversation about Iran and I just started saying we're really worried about Iran obviously she's like what do you mean I was like you know the situation oh, I was is- <laughs> no, just like sitting there going what, what you that doing? was the
1: thing that you then had to tell me. Yes, you, you called Paul I in called the middle you of the UN.
3: UN meeting to say, look, you just need to have a stance on
1: Iran. <laughs> and, I, and I did. OK, so I went back and I did. And everyone sort of looked at me like, what's happening? Because there was a thing going on with the UN. There was an interesting thing going on with the UN. And I suppose it happened with all of us to some degree that you go in. Um, And I'd run back to you and I'd brief you on like the main points of what happened and I'd ask you for the main points of our policy and run back. Uh, Again, there was never enough time, but you'd go in and you'd sort of, you'd know things about your country that you didn't want to share. Uh, and you'd know a few things about the other countries, but if you bring something up in front of everyone that you know about one country, you have no idea <laughs> if anyone else knows it. Well, also the there's... Iran thing, I think, was known by about one other country, yeah. so I mentioned it, and everyone just went, "What?" There was so went, much, yeah,
3: so much no. misinformation going around that it made it so difficult to even track what was happening. Like it was huge amounts of information, half of it because might we be were doing it
1: kind of deliberately. We were trying to cloud ourselves yeah. anyway. well
2: what you're saying about the like people discovering that at a meeting and and, and everyone going what what about Iran was yeah. like really good they also had that same feeling whenever uh the press would come over and and slap to this week's paper on, and on we the would desk say, yeah, <laughs> and what? you would either look at it and go yes everything has gone exactly <laughs> to plan we all our pr has just been swallowed up excellent or you'd get this thing saying japan has been working with the aliens, and we just look at it and go, what? And just show it to each
0: other going, what is this? Who said this? There's an astonishing clip. I don't know if it makes
2: makes it into the video or not,
0: but um, where I come back from the war table, having moved units around, and I just get back to the table. The three of you are there, and I slump in the chair because I'm exhausted. and. Um, the news is in front of me, and so one of you says, "Have you seen the news?" And I go, "No." And I look at it and go, "Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> the idea
3: that I've been running a war, so I haven't had time to read the news." Well, that's it. That's the moment again where I felt like a genuine. I kind of felt sorry for real politicians when they get called up for not knowing about stuff. Yeah. It was the bit where I went over when I went off to get an alien. I was like, All "Right, we need a live alien. I'll get one." <laughs> okay, I just went around saying, have "You guys got a live alien? You can land us." Got a live alien. I got to Russia and said, sat down and said, "Guys, have you got a live alien?" And they looked at me as if to go and just slid me today's paper where it said like Russia captures live <laughs> I was just like
1: I'm sorry I have not had a chance to read the papers today I'm busy like. this, is, this is another amazing thing of how uh, my, my focus kind of not quite it didn't become laser focused but it really narrowed to uh, trying to find out from the UN what other countries knew and trying to maintain good country good relations mm-hmm. with the people around the table because uh, I didn't want us to go too much in one direction or another. And then coming back to our table and things like on our player sheet, seeing the latest scientific thing I'd never heard of and you know like they would just say red mercury and I'd go what, what are we doing
2: what red, mercury, red mercury took me a lot to get as well there was uh, oh, I then, got two in the end the fabled clip of you being asked if you had red mercury is in its entirety <laughs> in the
0: edit
1: but it's the fact that we'd go to the UN and we'd all go yeah we, if we get any technology we should probably share it do you have any I don't have any we'll get some soon <laughs> and we're all
3: lying we all had and I'm just the, the the Legit game. though. I was trying to be legit because early on I said, "Listen, we're going to share all the technology with you." And then I started going around saying, "Yeah, we'll share all of our technology with you." And then saw all of the other countries suddenly go clamming up as if to go, "Well, we're not going to share all of our technology with you." Well, this is, the- and then I was like, "Well, screw you then. <laughs> Why should I give you all my technology?" What like? I found was that the prime ministers,
0: because they had essentially full control over their countries, unlike real life, had a thing <laughs> whereby. They could be trusted and they were legit. And there was that, like the Russian prime minister, I talked to him and he was just so candid and so truthful. And I told you that and you burst out laughing because the Russian UN candidate was weird. But it was the same at the military table because all of us generals would, I I was actually quite close friends with the Chinese general because we worked (laughs) shoulder to shoulder. And we would make friends, we'd make little deals and we'd say, let's do this, yeah. And then we'd go away and come back half an hour later and transparently, the actual politics of what our Prime Minister talked about had changed and we just wouldn't be talking anymore. Wow. Like, I think the UN and the generals and the science all have something in common, which yeah. is all of us are friends, but then what actually happens is it's all nonsense and the Prime Ministers were the real people. Yeah, who, the, yeah. Uh, well, um, the what, the you're about,
2: what you're saying about uh, research and how people were, uh, like, reluctant to share research and things, the scientists as a role were partly to blame for that because you don't... <laughs> it, it, the way that works is you don't get those little blue chits or any prizes for just getting the the, the the sheet of paper that says you've got this, you know how to do this, which you can get from other countries really easily. Yeah, You only get it if you do the research yourself. So every scientist on the team Uh, just wanted to do the research themselves it's like you you only get the credit if you if you were the first to do it (laughs) or if you did it yourself you know if you understood it so wow that's why Uh, that's why cards were like so much more precious than the sheets and things and you would like hold stuff back from people just to
3: kind of you know get at them and like but then I like the fact that towards the end of the game when the cards we started being given for research felt like a really big deal like they felt like that
1: was I mean that
3: was oh look at the of amount of, f- when it was stuff like a, a base on the moon and a base, oh, on, yeah. The yeah. A base on the I actually that was the point more. where I started pulling rank almost not telling you but just like whenever you brought them over to me I'd just end up putting them in my top pocket and yeah, <laughs> <you're a> them. <technical laughs> <laughs> they no longer like were things that because they were I'm sorry it was those things but it was almost part of the role thing it was, that it was like Let's, I'll keep a hold of let's this. Let's keep this fucking mad scientist on a leash. Well, no, it was more the fact that it was just like, this This stuff has got onto a, a need to that Yeah, that's basis. political level right. stuff. Like, that's... Because that was... That was re, technically, that was
2: research of knowledge. Yeah. You know, it well, was also, like it was a, the fact that... Of an item of information. Also, because
3: you were going around, like having like conversations with other scientists, yeah. trading and stuff. It yeah. was like, I didn't want there to be any risk of anyone else seeing it. Yeah, things so like... Thought, this will stay in my pocket. Things like, like the, the, the
2: bases or the, li- like the live... When I got the, the live alien leader, li- leader yeah. I was like, right, obviously, this needs to go straight to the PM because yeah. I'm not... I remember <laughs> that you were like,
3: you need to come outside now. And I was just like, you just showed it. You, you had it hidden between some pieces <laughs> of paper as well. You just- <laughs> <laughs> Opened up this piece of paper to shirt me, like, really secretively so no one else could see it. And we actually left the... We physically left the building so he could do this. Like, we yeah. went outside. So was- do we Do we agree, then, that it's really
0: just... I guess what we're getting to is it's a game of information. Like, but which is what none of us expected. But it's all about perception and information. And that was... Really, the driving force. It's what most of us ever did.
1: I feel that way. I felt... I did expect quite a lot of role-playing when I came in, and I expected a lot of the kind of the interaction that we had. But but... it's almost
0: as if the role-playing and the board game element of the chips and the units on the table, all of it was secondary to what you knew.
1: They were, Yeah, they were slices of a bigger pie.
3: Yeah. Yeah, The Uh, role-playing wasn't as essential. Like, I never felt like I was playing a character, in a way. No, neither did... I felt like I was just playing... Playing a position. A job. Yeah, Yeah, which sounds weird. I wasn't like pretending to be any president I've ever seen in a film no you were just being Matt Lee's leader of whatever (laughs) 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 Matt Lee's leader of Japan but
0: it was but actually that was bizarrely compatible with the people who were role playing like that American scientist who was just some people were being more willfully obnoxious or (laughs) Acting as if something made sense when it didn't, because that was their character. Yeah. like China bringing up like not wanting the knowledge of aliens to get into the country.
2: The the Chinese oh. scientist was was great at role playing because his his brief was that like he's a stooge, a political stooge, basically. Or that was my brief of him. And any time I would go over and ask him how his science was going, he would just kind of stare <laughs> off into the distance and like pause for a really long time <laughs> and just be like, and look at me and go, "Hmm, sorry." Oh yeah, science, No, absolutely fine. Praise, praise the chairman. Which it's is going, it's going very well. Wow. I, th- I think
3: we might have actually messed up on our role playing, actually, because I'm not sure, but it we may have been that, like Russia, we were supposed to continually complete deny that the aliens existed. No, was that? I mean, I can't recall. It was well, a decision mm. we. I don't think that this is. Yeah, I think that was open. Like you could have. I think so. I mean, we actually invented our own rule, like to do with the fact that we kind of thought that historically, because of because mm. it did have some stuff to do with um, Japan's historical kind of nature and uh, stay out of military military basically and try and it. stay out of military stuff and on that basis we basically thought as well like let's just not have any nuclear reaction which was weirdly weird that wasn't in the rules actually Cause cause that, that would have made the, a perfect sense the strongest role playing
0: we probably did was towards the end of none of us liking the nuclear option yeah mm-hmm.
3: uh,
2: yeah anytime anytime one of the other players would come up to me and say uh like the scientists were constantly asking me for Moon base and Mars base info, and I had to always like every scientist from every country. And I was just like, especially China and Russia, they really wanted to know. Yeah, and I was just like, no, sorry, PM says no, Japan says no. I'm Nukes, really get out. Really
1: fascinated to find out all the science related stuff that happened because that was the most obscure to me. Really? I saw these people running. It's not <laughs> like outside. I was thinking, right, I'm the UN, so it's kind of me. I'm you know. Ref- negotiating with other countries and maybe forging alliances and We's agreements and then you were just doing that on we were just basically level. doing
2: a, a like a like a, a, a sub game of bitchiness which was like <laughs> trying to win prizes and be academics and, the, and like trying to undercut everybody else but also not fuck up your own country in the process <laughs>
1: and the two the only really sort of two glimpses i saw was at the very end of the game when the the whole science stuff came out and we had Like, we were congratulated for our interrogation techniques, (laughs) which was complete news to me of all these aliens we had. You didn't need to know that, And the only time I ever saw, like, a conference happen where I actually had time to walk past and quickly look, there was a presentation by, I think, the British guy, and it was on that flip chart, and it just said, aliens eat our brains, and that was all it said. And he was looking really serious, and everyone else was kind of gathered around... Baffled by this.
3: I think the most powerful thing in terms of feeling the the responsibility of the role was when I realised quite... Halfway through the day, I realised I'd probably made a mistake. And I realised that actually, like... I maybe hadn't I tried to play everything very transparently and be very open and be very like honest with the rest of the world and I mm. hope we could come together. But then realised that because so much so many seeds of paranoia were being spread and so many lies were being spread, that, that actually weirdly, my attempts to be honest have made me look very untrustworthy. Yeah. But then I started to realise that also actually I became increasingly worried that leaving America was a rash decision. That actually it maybe was a rash they rash weren't decision. the bad guys. When you
0: watch the video f- again, leaving America does seem like...
3: But I was... The thing... Well, that's the thing but, is I was...
0: It's
2: a completely natural uh, reaction yeah. and it's what would kind of happen if, 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 if an ally sends spies and, I mean, like Angela Merkel in real life finds out that her phone has been bugged. She boycott's like a meeting with the President Barack Obama of course like and in- we didn't boycott a meeting with the President though we did <laughs>
0: right. separate all ties and not communicate with well it was fairly
3: ever. I mean the thing was we'd already heard suspicious rumours that the Americans were working with the aliens Which and is- then when it found out that we'd catch live alien we're about to interrogate it and then the Americans without telling us about it had stolen that that wasn't like just like oh you've snubbed us or been spying on us that, that was like, like sovereign soil That stuff. that seemed like very compelling evidence that the Americans were had been indoctrinated or infiltrated yeah, or whatever. And yeah. the, when we went to talk to them about it and they didn't immediately say, listen, and, and try to like, Well, they didn't know them. if we were trustworthy. I know. This is the thing, talking but to I, them. I couldn't go back on it. And I felt so bad because I felt like, I was sitting there going, I think we might have made the wrong decision. I think we need to maybe join America again. But no, after standing up in that room full of strangers, who in my mind were all the world leaders, I, <laughs> yeah. thought, I, I felt like it, I will appear to be a weak Flippant leader. No, two, two interesting
0: policy things that just from an immersive perspective taught me a lot. The first of which was yeah, my, I had a similar thing of as the general ordering everyone to keep their interceptors in their bays so we didn't break international law and invade one another's airspace to chase UFOs. And then it happened, and I realised that UFOs not being hunted down successfully was still scaring the world. So my whole political career at that point had been made up of me saying, no, we can't do this, and then realising the next turn I was just flat wrong. And I didn't say anything.
3: I could have, but I couldn't bring myself to go yeah. in front of the international oh. community again and say, I'm full of shit. Because- and that was what was weird, because usually in games, I'm the, or in life, I'm the first person to do that. If I, to if admit I you really screw something up, and I just realised like, a bit later, actually I completely got that wrong, I was just wrong. Yeah. Um, I actually admit it, but I couldn't. I really couldn't... Because it's like flip-flopping. It becomes the <laughs> thing... the press would, would have a field day, Matt. <laughs> well, it just felt like... Uh, I think it's more to do with... It wasn't to do with me, it was more to do with the characters I was dealing with. I knew that with China and Russia, like... It, it just makes your whole... Everything you stand for seem weak. Yeah. yeah it, I just knew that that would be us out.
0: I, th- I felt it like... It would become f- the thing we were most famous for. No one would listen to us about yeah. it, which is yeah, bizarre. Yeah. So it's, it's more beneficial to ride with the mistake than to admit something. The other thing I was going to say that's interesting from a policy perspective is I rapidly discovered that the, the UN This theoretically is this hub of places where we can forge international deals, but Paul, out of the four of us, was the least equipped to to share any information, which was fascinating and actually almost depressing that the person you sent to the UN, of course, is going to be the person who isn't better off in some other situation, (laughs) which is like you were unable to talk with confidence about the military, about our policies, or about our scientific research. The
1: UN was interesting in that, yeah, you come in with it, you know you're representing your country and everyone else is representing... Uh, their country and their country's policy, which obviously you take back to the table, but they're only re- reflecting really one aspect of it because what you see on the battle map is different to what you know what I hear in the yeah. room. Um, but it's it's yeah, obviously I don't have time to digest. I don't see the map that you see, so I can't digest everything that you tell me. I can't digest everything that Brendan and Matt tell me. So I have to come in with a kind of a broad policy and hope that um, I can sort of generate good feeling with someone else in mm-hmm. the UN so that when we have when we're not in the UN anymore and we're back in the main room I can approach people and talk to them well I remember for a while was with the Americans you. I
3: think three times I sent you into the UN with the instruction to dissolve the UN <laughs> <laughs> it in retrospect may have been that was, well, that that was almost
1: going to happen for a while oh, but it also did, it, did,
2: it did happen did it? like basically the UN got disbanded and the axis of the world no it was going was to but it didn't that we were going we we to form an East did. Asian UN oh, okay. because we just because
0: America was such a big part of the UN and they could filibuster or get in the way of any policy there was the interesting thing though about um, uh, the fact that we broke ties with the US I think I was the one who communicated with the U.S. At least. Like, I wasn't pissed off at their scientists, but never in the U.N. with them. Like, I talked to their general and we just chatted shit. So in that last turn, it was super important that, I guess thematically, my general took a helicopter to America for, for a quick chat. <laughs> because while you were in the U.N. of shall we yeah. nuke the moon, I went. I just walked to their table and the president said, like, oh, now you're talking to us. But I didn't have any ego invested in that. So I went, yeah, I am. I'm going to talk to you candidly now, despite the fact that no one else on the
3: team could have quite done that. Well, it was also the fact that it just be. I started delegating a lot because I became so... <laughs> it, I realised I had to be... Because only certain people would talk to me. And I knew I if it wasn't me talking to the heads of state sometimes, that it would be bad. Yeah. But then with America, because we had no contact with them anyway, it felt like it didn't matter. It was like, screw it. Like, it doesn't matter who goes. But there were a few times where I was literally like, Brendan, you, I, was, I almost sent you to Mars, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Brendan, you need to go to Mars. Tell the aliens. And then in the end, I was just like, I couldn't work out what I needed to do. And so I was just like... I I'll go to Mars, <laughs> and it wasn't because I didn't think you could do it; it's because I didn't know what I was going to say. And to be honest, when I got up there, I didn't know what I was going <laughs> to say. That was the
0: amazing thing when you came back from Mars, and it was like I'd send my spies into South America to see what was life life was like under the aliens, and I didn't find out much. You go to Mars <laughs> to communicate with the aliens, and you come back and you look at me like, "Oh no, I didn't find
1: it." It's like that, what? That kind of How happened you... with everyone. We had we had a thing. A lot in of people UN... went to space, and they all came back really non The thing is, everyone went to yeah. the moon,
3: but I was the only person who went to Mars.
1: We had... A a which, which, which is a different
3: conclave. I got into an argument with someone in the pub afterwards because we were like, you couldn't have gone to Mars. It takes a full cycle to get there and back. And it's like, well, on the note, it said, come to Mars.
0: We went in an did. alien
3: ship, so... So, yeah, it's true. Yeah. But, say, but it took them out, to what, we, Emma. what we didn't know is they, they had to take time to send ships to We should probably uh-huh. talk about the actual mechanics of it now a bit, I reckon, don't you think? In terms uh, of like... Sure. Because well, I think it was interesting when, when we found we, out... Let's
0: talk about how they sort of pulled this off, like, or what kind of... Yeah, yeah. So,
3: uh, <laughs> wait, no, what kind of thing were you thinking oh, about? All right, well, I was going to say basically <laughs> just the fact that um, the way it kind of worked was obviously, as you probably guessed, like investing stuff, research trees. It was very much based on the XCOM video game, really, of uh, that kind of classic thing of you get this, then you can research it, then you can build it, and we can enhance our units. Needing to could, get examples of alien tech before yeah. you could research but it. But it also works. had like really classic uh, kind of game mechanics of, I think the problem was everyone kind of game this, and the fact that one of the things you could do was invest into PR. And investing into PR meant that if you got a high enough number and not enough bad things had happened that mm. month to you personally. So, even though the Worldwide Terror Tracker was just going through the roof constantly, mm. very little was happening to individual countries. It was just people getting freaked out by UFOs flying around. And it meant that everyone was quite able to do successfully PR. And by PRing, you get more money every month. Mm. It meant that by the end of the game, most people have maxed out their PR and were therefore getting like tons of money every month and which meant you basically didn't have to then think or worry about what you were spending your cash on. I think there was an opportunity for that to not be the case,
0: because if there was war or a more pressing need for military units, we all would have had less chips to throw
3: around. Indeed. Mm. And I think that's the Maybe, thing, yeah. talking to some of the people who were the aliens afterwards, it felt like they hadn't... In the same way we hadn't worked out what we were supposed to be doing until halfway through the day, neither a day, mm-hmm. but unfortunately by that point they kind of got themselves into a position where it was very difficult to do anything else. And they'd lost some resources. Because they realised... Um, Because, I mean, we had to get to this eventually. It turns out that the whole thing with the aliens is they weren't even aggressive. Mm -hmm. They were peaceful. And they were supposed to kind of come and test us, see if we were nice people or not. And if we were nice people, give us all like awesome things and the end result was really a holding
0: pattern where humanity as a whole was unwilling to use massive force on the aliens but also we
2: were unwilling to talk to them
0: openly Yeah,
2: that was why everyone who went up to mars or the moon to meet the aliens came back completely confused because it's almost in part of the human condition that we can't believe that
3: someone's not territorial or aggressive in some way it just felt like a trap it felt like it, it, it felt like it could so easily be a trap and i think that was the one of the things, the themes that they wanted in the game of us yeah. feeling like, even though everything seemed to be
0: fine. You know, you talk about so an interesting thing I had in the pub afterwards was talking to one of the people who he was the president of Russia, but he runs and designs mega games. Yeah, and it, he described the game in a fascinating way in a that it almost became immune to criticism because he said, well, "What problems did you have with it?" Because I'd be very curious to hear. And I said, "Well, all the tech tree seems to be pointed towards weapons, so we naturally assumed there was an aggressive thing." And he said, "That's your perception." And I said, what? And he said there was a ton of tech, which I never saw, which was not to do with nukes or moon bases, but to do with, was to do with curing cancer, improving farming, a universal translator, which would have been really useful. All of this the stuff. The Americans was- got that stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and but we all assumed it was like nonsense or garbage. But they got that from through talking to the aliens. Not, you, from- But you could have researched it. And again, this is, this is exactly my point. We just saw the game in a certain way. And because these things are only designed to be played
3: once, I guess the problem is though that we weren't. We researched everything we were given. That's the thing. So if we'd had access to more things, I think that's because I think. But if, no, see, this is my point. It's like
0: uh, video games have sometimes experimented with this. You get. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to express this. Somebody talk while I, while well, I, I form I, these <laughs> thoughts into a coherent.
3: What I'd say, say is, that if it had been that when we'd like shot down a UFO or whatever, we get three different avenues, and then some of the things would clearly lead towards. Mm. Weapons. If we even, I mean, that's the thing. Is it, I think it's beyond criticism because if they wanted to emphasize that, they would have even had just like different categories of research. So you wouldn't been able to go, all right. And it might have all started out very vague, like this is just some scrap alien stuff. But then actually to be able to work towards, because I think one of the major issues I had with it was it was a game about information, right? And that was mm-hmm. what the game became Absolutely. about sharing the information. But there wasn't enough of that involved in the mechanics. The, a lot of the information was based on either the different countries creating information as misinformation and Mm -hmm. selling it to the press, or the psyops thing that the aliens realised was actually their best power and they didn't use it until quite late in the game. So I think the argument I would make is that um, actually all these mechanics you're
0: talking about, you could say that they're simply representative uh, of human nature. So for example, you say, the game was weirdly broke because I could invest all this money in PR, then we got loads of money. Brendan saying, you know, it's just clearly wants to get tons of tech. And me as a military commander, I have military units to move. That's what I do. Mm. What we actually ended up doing was I attacked aliens because that's my job and it could get me prestige. Brendan researched tech because he wanted to know it's about like a prize. Prize. And you created a fascist state by investing <laughs> all of this money in PR. Yeah, we're really rich. It's perfect. We were also lying to our people for the duration of that game and investing billions in
3: doing so. Yeah, but in the end... Like after a while, it became clear that that was the best way, or the only way, to save yourself because you had to, and you realize to get more money. I get what you mean, but I think the the problem I had with it was the fact there was a point where after we'd captured and interrogated the alien leader, I went over. So we finished this, got my sheet of paper, which was like we finished researching that alien, and all it really said was now you can research alien moon base and it's like hang on to have a conversation also at that point we've had like the Americans have already like talked to the aliens they've been to the moon a couple of times or whatever like we're still completely in the dark about what the hell is going on what the aliens want and the the idea that we've had an interrogating an alien and we've got no information what I would have liked and I think I think they need the problem what I had with it right was it was it was about information it was about an emerging story right Mm -hmm. but too little of the actual design of the game was to do with, to do with the gallery. emerging story, and I think that by taking the the XCOM thing as a as a framework, it was really cool in terms of the uh, the tech tree and stuff. But I think it would have been so much cooler if at certain points of technology, the actual scientists had so been part of that, given a brief with some information. You would have you would have preferred it if there had been these set
2: things during the game that you could discover and find out, like almost like in a like a a pen and paper role-playing game where the the games master has things that they definitely will find. I
3: think it just clues. Like, even if it was like... Because the problem was, you had that thing at the start, right, where you all met up and said, what do the aliens do? And you had fun making it up and being like, oh, maybe they eat our brains or whatever. If they'd actually had it, and even if they'd done it as another GM thing of throughout the day, having, like, tapping the scientists on the soldier and and giving them, like, some intel-specific, like, oh, you've done a lot of biology stuff, so we're going to tell you this then things that could have helped us guess whether or not they were aggressive or not, you know, things like that that would have... Well, there was there was a clue there, which is that we nev- no
0: one in the we game ever lost of. a cyber. I know, of. and that
3: seems incredibly <laughs> stupid that we never actually noticed that no
0: one was getting attacked. Well, there was some stuff in Moscow to do with... the yeah. terror mission where the people of Moscow went mad and saw monsters. But again, it was psychotropic drugs, and I don't think Moscow ever did something like check the body count. It it never happened, and even invading the basin. this that-
1: was an interesting thing. Was back at the UN, you, everyone was coming in with a very kind of militaristic, uh, philosophy about this. The very first turn of the UN was uh, there was that tsunami. You know, you have these things come up in the UN that you looked at and you thought, well, this is not related oh, yeah, to yeah. Uh, general world affairs. Like there's a famine or mm. natural disaster. We had a tsunami. A civil
2: war in Nigeria. Yeah,
1: so. we had a tsunami in the South Pacific and. Russia towards the end of the session, after we'd all like, we just had a kind of a conversation where we said, uh, you know, let's be friends, you know, the alien thing hadn't really come up. And so it was all right, you know, we should help each other with this. And Russia at the very end said, also, who feels okay sending a team of scientists in to discover the cause of the tsunami? And I went, maybe I was part, I was partly thinking Japanese, I guess. I was thinking, well, it's a tsunami, you know, it's an earthquake. And the Russian guy was going. We don't think it was. Mm.
3: Uh,
1: and Russia, and also France, quite often in the UN, kind of had more of a militaristic perspective when they came in. Uh, France had this victory, uh, or this. They said there had been a terror attack in Paris, but they'd not lost anyone. No one had been killed, and they'd managed to beat the aliens back. And that philosophy, and then Russia's philosophy of, you know, we need to chase down what's happening, find out, defend yeah, ourselves. Yeah, yeah. That immediately. It created that mindset, I suppose, I think, or put you into that.
3: I just think that there were some things they could have done that would have like merged the, the, the two between the information and also the role playing with the actual game system. Like, even like with the UN, the system of being like you were, you were going to get voted out of the UN because new people came in. Yeah, I would almost like it if maybe they'd done a thing where you could pull up money for the UN somehow and then actually like buy your way in, like you maybe maybe continuing to be a part of a council which would have an impact. No, would I I, cost quite, you something. I quite liked
2: it, it that that we got that we, in life Japan as a non permanent member or something. That's so. it, it was like an interesting couple kind of cut us off. yeah, it was, it was,
1: almost solved. But it was
3: weirdly because there was very little consequence for um a lot of
0: the stuff that was happening. Oh, no, now see, I know what they would say to this. They would say, little consequence, no, little consequence to Japan, little consequence to your GDP, but people are dying, and that's up to you. No, man. no, no, you no, no. I
3: mean, uh, I mean, um, like, the whole point about the UN really is you go and you make agreements and then things have to happen. But then often it felt like the heads of states were just doing what they wanted. That sounds like real life though. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. But that's what I mean is I kind of felt a bit heartbreaking at the end of the day then when I was like, I didn't really understand what the UN did like as a head of state. I didn't they didn't nothing the UN did ever impact me. well the UN gave, you know, globe command of the world's
0: military forces to a uh, sort of rotating. Yeah, I mean that is go. true. Oh, that, yeah, you, gave, that, uh, you gave UN mandates to the fleets to help in um uh, to help the Philippines. Yeah. And also, there were UN mandated troops from France. I know it was France who got sent in to prevent the civil war.
1: Yeah. And the interesting thing is, when that happens in the UN, everyone wants to solve the crises that come up. But also everyone's really prickly because you think, oh, that just allows someone to deploy an entire fleet. Well, I got fleet. scared because I, the first
0: first turn, China deployed a fleet outside of Japan. or like Yeah, in the ocean was the deploy. And I thought it was an invasion. So my perspective was, again, super defensive because I was a military
1: but commander. And, and in a way that made sense because back at the UN, you, I was immediately thinking for that kind of thing as well. I was thinking if they yeah, put yeah. a fleet next door, you know, you that's got planes and helicopters and you know, they've got stuff maybe not quite in our airspace, but they can take a closer look at us when they're next door that they can't do if they're not. And that was,
3: I, just I think, felt, probably I, a lot think, of people I mean, were thinking that way. Basically, I think the the way it panned out was it felt like with this one, they'd need to change a few things if they did it again, just because of the fact that the, the whole thing about the paranoia of the aliens and then turning out that the aliens weren't actually aggressive. Next time, if they did it again, they couldn't have that because anyone who'd heard about it or anyone who was there would just immediately be like... Really checking, yeah. That they, they the
1: aliens would have to be different. But you, I mean, do you get the feeling that they, if they ran it again in a year's time, that they'd tweak it anyway? Well, you'd have to. I, I think, think they
0: do. They say, well, th- what I heard from the guy again, the guy I was talking to who makes these things is, it was the most supremely zen game designer conversation <laughs> yeah, I've ever had. Never play it yeah, again. Yeah, he basically. said. Um, well, what I would do is I would make a game, and I. Well, he said he was a game he'd made in the past about a. Diplomatic meeting in Washington in the 1920s. I'm not sure what that was. I can't remember. Um, but he, uh, he said he ran it and he tweaked it. And he ran it again and tweaked it. He ran it again, tweaked it, and said, this is probably perfect now. And now he will not bring it out again. Hmm. He says, maybe I will in 10 years if there's a different group of people. And I was like, because I'm a child of the internet going, how could you not share this beautiful thing with everybody? And he said, like, well, no, it's my it's hobby. It's, its, course, it's yeah. mine
3: and it's, it's done its thing. And I, now I might do something else. That's the thing. I, I, don't get me wrong. Like, I loved it. I really did. But I just thought, I, th- I kind of felt like if they had that, because if you know that you was something like that, with the big twist of the fact that you thought the aliens, you were so convinced because you had all these weapons that you had to kill the aliens, but you didn't think for one second that maybe they were all right. Um, it felt like they could have almost they like... They cured cancer, <laughs> is one thing. I don't know how much more of a sign you
0: need. They only cured cancer in America, though, because America were the only people who started talking to them. We never
2: really tried to communicate but, uh, with them. I'm, I, like, I totally get what you're saying, and I... This is why it was like really um I feel like I'm a bit with you like I think it was pretty true to life and that it was chaotic all the countries distrusted each other distrusted the aliens could refused because to believe Because the aliens it.
0: did not acting in a sensible way and we yeah. just
2: we assumed that was aggression yeah. I think that was
0: from a from our team we, a lot of that was because we but had the, But but
2: I mean it was true to life even in the sense that like the the American team we didn't nobody trusted them even though it, it seemed like they were just they, they kind of arrogantly went about doing their own thing well the
0: thing we would have been talking to them if they hadn't stolen our alien and actually <laughs> watching the video back there's an amazing uh, domino effect uh, whereby it's the scene where they must have made a decision to send the, their scientist over to ask you matt for the um for the alien we had captured. yes that decision almost led to nuclear war yes it did. because they send the scientist <laughs> over
3: you didn't trust him and i made it clear to the people who they made it clear to the president I didn't trust the scientist. Yeah. and he So if they'd sent, sent the over sci- anyone else, he yeah. might have given them the alien. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So if he'd he come over himself, I would have just done it. Yeah. So they send over the spies, they steal the alien, we cut off ties with America, we stop talking to America when they're the only people talking to the aliens.
1: Yeah.
0: Which leads us to think that America's been brainwashed by the aliens because yeah. they're letting the aliens invade yeah. South America. But well, that
1: was a real fear that I had as well. Uh, I mean, even when we, in the UN, when we kind of banded together to say, we're going to send the French pr- premiere to the moon. <laughs> um, to represent the rest of us to have a chat with them and a similar thing came happened he kind of came back and he went well it was a difficult conversation and not much got done and we don't understand each other well, that's but the there thing. was there was a paranoia that what if his brain what it reminded or,
2: me of uh, especially like well towards the end obviously whenever the, the nuclear option started getting floated around and the big thing in the UN was do we use the nuke option uh, but what it really reminded me of was kind of like a, a simulation of a Cuban missile crisis yeah. kind of scenario yeah. where everybody's at each other's, you know, throats, but kind of in a passive or aggressive way not really trusting each other, just falling over each I other think the, to I think, discover
3: think, more. I, the point I was making earlier probably sounded like a bigger point than it was. I think the one thing I would change was it just felt to me that from the, the, all the roles involved that the science thing... When it got to a point, that's why, towards the end, Brendan was going around sending silly messages to the papers and <laughs> to It felt like the science role had kind of devolved into you finish this card, you get another card. And yeah. we're just, like, giving, being given cards. Um, I guess it would have been different if you weren't...
0: Because the job was chief scientist. It wasn't head of science for the night. It wasn't a role that implied you got to make policy. Was, no, but it was slightly
2: political. It was like...
0: Oh, it was hugely political. I'm just saying, as a player, you weren't encouraged to... Uh, make policy. You were encouraged to make
3: science and give that science to other people. But I just, I honestly think that it, it, the problem was whenever Brendan came over to have a chat with me, whenever you came to have a chat with me, you were telling me all sorts of stuff. Whenever Paul was coming over to have a chat with we me, he we was telling me all sorts of stuff. Whenever Brendan came over to have a chat with me, he was just, showing me a new card he or some stuff. And it was like we researched <laughs> the card and then we'd do the next bit of the tech tree. I just feel like. In a game that was all about information, I yeah. felt like scientists, especially. I mean, the problem is you're right. We never talked to the aliens. We could have talked to the aliens, but I kind of figure like, well, if you're shooting downloads of stuff and capturing them and interrogating them, that should be an equally strong source of information rather than having to go and talk to them. Especially if you are going to approach this in a traditional conservative manner. Well, like the thing is, it. my I was for, like I was fighting against my gut.
2: ...feeling, which was to make contact with the aliens. And I actually did make contact with the aliens very briefly. Yeah. No, without telling... Without telling yeah, you. When the UFOs appeared over Japan, um, I sent them a message saying, what do you want? Well, I sent like a few messages, including <laughs> including one that just said, uh, dear dear aliens, you are jerks.
3: Sincerely, the president of the United States of America. <laughs> yeah, I, think but, I, um, I think I would have even liked it if it was something as simple as like, you know, you had those blue chips... If instead of using them for Nobel prizes and research and stuff, you could have just traded ten of them and just got a clipboard with like just some, some more info on it,
1: and yeah. it would, if
3: you've been given a clipboard with like just three printout sheets to do with like even no, nothing with a mechanical benefit, no, just no, no, but just it would almost be like most it would be useless, but in there there might be a couple of clues. And if like if even to do with the um, the psychotropic drug thing with Russia, yeah, just traces just of that. Just little found things on the ground, like it. traces of psychotropics Good. found in the- together. Yeah, and I guess that's the thing. If if
0: when uh, they had the terror raid on Moscow, which was the only terror raid in the game, and Moscow was invaded by huge aliens that were ripping one another apart, there—if sh- it was sort of even super advanced drugs, there could have
3: just been some clue, some yeah. trace. And it would have been nice if they were going to do that. If they could have even started to play with us and making it look like countries were attacking each other, and then I don't know, they could have been. Something. We were given no reason to believe. The, the, the thing, thing is, is I, you
2: almost do that. We were almost doing that ourselves, like just through the paranoia. No, like what? assuming that the tsunami was caused by aliens. Assuming that civil wars were being were being riled up because of aliens. When in fact, they, I mean, by the end of the game, no, I'm I'm sure, I'm certain now that those early stuff had nothing to do with no. the the concrete it was at but all. But it just felt
3: like our narrative hit a major wall when we when we um had the live alien because of the way we played it we'd ended up like you say we we're like disconnecting ourselves from the world throwing ourselves out there and yet we'd become this sort of power and we were quite relevant and we were managing to maintain this relevance and so much I was going around saying well we should have some very good intel very soon because I was convinced that mm. surely after we've interrogated an alien leader we should have some idea of of maybe what their like demeanor is or anything mm. and it was the fact we got nothing for it. I was like Oh come on! Like, I, I want I wanted you to have a clipboard, but like, the, with the, some the, notes like, the mental know. the mental
2: leap was was ours to make. It was just that the, the right. mental leap was these the, the mental leap was just well these aliens seem legit. Let's just trust them. Let's just go for it. The Americans reached that mental leap very very early on. I agree deal, with Brent, and I don't think we did. I think that we just like kind of were just too suspicious, and I think that, that that's what. Uh, well well, the other five teams as well no it's true it's true and I liked
0: well it was interesting that Russia was the team that most wanted to nuke the moon Um, (laughs) which is a great sentence but it was because Moscow had had a terror raid and I remember a brief aside from the prime minister I I think I was walking past him and the prime minister of Russia was saying uh, president prime minister they have both oh okay so whatever he was he was talking to someone and said I don't think you would be suggesting that if you'd seen the piles of dead in Moscow (laughs) And it was like... And that's awesome. And the fact that America, meanwhile, had had the aliens to cure cancer, that's a beautiful narrative thing of two nations that have had two Mm. sides. Because the aliens really were a sort of Chinese finger trap where if you trust them, they reward you. They they still want to get agents on the ground, but they reward you. And if you attack them, they attack you.
2: Yeah. And so we're sort of sat in the middle. That was the weird game theory thing whereby uh, if if we had gone the nuclear option and nuked both, both the moon base and the Mars base and basically wiped off and scared, scared the aliens away enough um, they wouldn't have retaliated at all yeah. because they are non-violent they would have just ran away technically the earth would have been sieved yeah. but, <laughs> but it, never it would have never have trouble. cured cancer got Better ag- agricultural technology. And that was really cool. Stuff. Like, that was really cool. It was, just like, it, was, it was almost like a parable, you know? This whole, yeah. this whole day was a parable. It was just, mankind, stop this. Like, uh, it was like a prisoner's dilemma kind of thing, mm, you know? Yeah. Just...
0: And I do wonder if we would have approached... I think we definitely would have approached the game very differently if we hadn't been gamers. If we hadn't, for mm. our entire lives, been playing games where, mm. of course, the first thing you do is attack the aliens. Talking to the president of Russia, uh, as angry as he was, he'd never played XCOM. And he, I don't think, was aggressive, but his his uh, he's general was. He was definitely aggressive. Shooting people down. And I think coming to that game as gamers who are used to uh, sort of like um, male-marketed games which are about murdering aliens, of course aliens yeah, yeah, are yeah. dangerous, we assumed. And that was really the only crime we did. It, like, I think, Matt, if you wanted to be generous, uh, they could have said, by the way, this isn't like a video game. It's a political simulation, whatever.
3: But that even, I think, would have been tipping their tipping the hat too much. But I think even video games, it was just games. And the last thing is I think I think that whilst the framework of having a similarity to being like XCOM, being like a video game in terms of the basic rules, that actually ended up not being that relevant in the long run, I just I felt like in a game about information, um, having research which was based on a traditional tech tree of unlocks rather than information which might help you piece together a puzzle, yeah, the tackle. Um, it was just. It was. It wasn't like it was yeah. bad. It just felt like it could have been better. Uh, you know, it was a missed opportunity. If, if, I, if I, if I, if I did have a beef with it, it wouldn't
2: be. It wouldn't be. Uh, it wouldn't be that per se. But it would be the fact that when it it ended, it's not like a. It's not. It wasn't a. What's the word? It wasn't a kind of storyboarded ending or anything. There wasn't something that gave you we any didn't like a kind the of good closure or, or anything like uh, that. It was kind of this open thing where it almost felt anticlimactic. Where we reached the point where it basically ended on a cliffhanger two yeah. people wanted to launch nukes <clears throat> the rest of the world was either umming and ahhing or definitely against it we were kind of as where would it passed. end though because
3: it, if if it had ended after they nuked the aliens I would have felt that was annoying as well because my next action would have been probably to we want to lock down Russia and China like yeah. they can't yeah. be allowed that power ever again that yeah, seems right. like a much
0: more concrete criticism just the nature of the game taking place in one day yeah. means that at the end of Whatever long it was, at the end of eight hours of play, they had to go stop because we oh, were yeah, all yeah. tired when actually that is a flaw in the game design because it means you cannot get sort of
3: closure it's and
2: like, it's also well we as a, close as a, to
3: something though it's we we yeah. like literally yeah. we we were were a it's, a pretty,
2: it's a pretty there should be pride to get that criticism yeah. yeah the criticism yeah, yeah. is essentially we I'm sorry more. that we
3: had to <laughs> stop, <laughs> stop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well don't get me wrong like, I mean all the stuff I've talked about I don't really see it as a criticism it's more like things in retrospect have got tweaks that could have just made it better yeah. we
0: yeah, should yeah, clarify yeah. the reason we're even recording this podcast is because it was like the most exciting gaming experience that any of us have had in months it was, probably, it was yeah. and well it, it was, was really good and like, yeah. it
1: was just different it was just such a nice different thing to do
3: and I've got to say like there was something there was just something weirdly intoxicating there's a lot of uh, theatre stuff going on at the moment that's getting interactive and interesting and I'd love to see in a few years we have things like this with a bit of set design oh, well, no, and no,
0: theming and... theatre and games are slowly coming together yeah. and it's probably maybe my most uh, the thing I'm gaming uh, all of it I'm most excited about and A lot of theatre is bringing in gamified elements, but this finally felt like the other hand reaching towards it of games adding more and more theatre. Yeah. And uh, if, if we can just get it, I almost feel like now we're so close.
3: One game could bring those I two together. I think considering we were playing in a town hall with a sweet little lady who gave you, you a. gave you tea <laughs> and sandwiches, <laughs> For sandwiches. sandwiches. i just say, uh, shout yeah. out to Anne who gave yeah. us a lot of <laughs> tea. Oh my of god. She sorted so out much. with like if, in endless. Tea and nice sandwiches, very like it was like packed lunches from the 90s. And and then all these tables were just traditional, those long tables with legs that look like you're in a town hall or a school. And yet, and the the aliens were on the stage behind literally behind a curtain, yeah. But and yet, for the whole day, uh, Quentin was walking around with a massive black coat buttoned up and (laughs) aviators. And it's like, at no point, I mean, actually, when I arrived, I thought, ah, Quentin looks a bit silly, but as soon as we started playing. At no point did I ever think Quinns looks silly. Because it was like, Quinns is in charge of our military. Like, like just, uh, like the, of course he looks like that.
2: The, the, the clincher for me was like, when I realised, oh, I'm definitely playing something I will remember for the rest of my life probably, was whenever I had to tell Matt something or uh, one of you guys something. And, uh, and the, the American vice president was nearby and I'd... I just knew that he could. He was within earshot, and I was just like, "Take Matt by the arm and just take him out of, oh, yeah. <laughs> out of the room." And I'd just said, "Can I speak to you just to privately for a minute?" Like the fact that you physically had to change your own place mm. in the hall or in the in, in during the game was I,
1: well. I had some of that, and I had you had people hovering around and going back and forth, and you know that happened to all of us. But I also had a moment where I was going from A to B. I can't remember where I was going, but the Prime Minister of England <laughs> just stopped me and said what did you find in the base in Turkey? (laughs) (laughs) Which I wasn't ready for. (laughs) For two reasons. One of the reasons being that I just didn't think he was going to do it. The other one being that it had happened like two or three turns or what. You know, it was, to me, it was ancient history. (laughs) He just found out. And I just had to go... Uh, well, we're going to share it with everyone, entertainment systems, because we just announced (laughs) Basically share alien consoles. And he was so disappointed. Well, it's because you lied. (laughs) Well, I kind of told the truth. I kind of said we found entertainment systems and now we're going to share them with the world. That was one one of of the the three things. things. (laughs) For me,
0: my moment of just total joy is... um, uh, again, it's just it was just a day of me getting to experience the West Wing or as close as I'm going to have it. Because the, the way episodes of the West Wing are always structured, there are always multiple uh, yeah. crises and people are always dealing with them in separate, then they come together briefly, then they part. And my favourite moments yeah. are just coming to the table where bringing a problem to the table and you all go well but we're we're heads in the game we're going to deal with this but you had two other problems and you'd mention them to me and I'd say something like an offhand comment which solves that crisis for you meanwhile (laughs) whole other thing just the sense of teamwork when you can experience that
3: is so joyous I think for me the thing that really struck me was the fact that when I after I cut off ties with US when I was I was genuinely (laughs) angry I was furious and with that fury went straight to the press desk sent the release out and then started to get the fear. And then when it came to, I didn't realise I was going to have to do this. And actually we didn't catch it on camera. But I realised I had to, they then said, oh, they got a microphone and said we have an announcement from the Prime Minister of Japan. And I realised that I was then going to have to make that announcement in addition to <laughs> it being printed in the paper. And I went up and had the mic, well, I a microphone. The mic was fake. It was a prop. It was a fake microphone. See, that's the thing. I was, <laughs> at this point, my heart was pounding and I was physically shaking. I remember because I was holding my phone and reading my speech off my phone. And I think I did a reasonably good job of yeah, reading wow. the speech out. But I was physically shaking what I was doing <laughs> And concentrating so hard on keeping my stuff together because I was terrified and just in shock and... And it was that was bizarre because that doesn't happen to me anymore. Categorically, wow. that does not happen to me. Like, I'm, I'm not being funny, but I've got balls. Like, I've, done, <laughs> I've done a lot of things over the years that used to frighten me. And now I can happily go up on stage with a microphone and just do any of that stuff. It doesn't freak me out but so you yeah. were cutting ties with America the this, were so this felt like like it was like being a kid again at school and having to go up on wow. stage in front of 30 people and make an announcement and being like oh god and I was like why am I physically shaking I haven't done this in about a decade is, what's wrong that with that could me? also have been like the lack of food for a long long time no because that was quite early in the day wow. uh, later in the day I was definitely shaking because I just had cups of tea and nothing <laughs> yeah I was
2: shaking a lot of four, after four or five cups of tea and you've not eaten anything you just it was really it's weird because sort of it supplemented it supplemented the the game almost because you're just dying there was even there was even a really uh interesting part in the day i was well, maybe it was like around one o'clock or something it was this lull for yeah. about a half an hour and, and a turn lasts a half an hour so there should yeah. have been activity there should have been buzz and a lot of stuff but every team just kind of just quiet and down yeah. and just kind of just stayed by their own deaths and people were just laying back and stuff and it's weird because that happens in politics as well and in, in, even in a week in politics there are always you oh. know days where
1: they're just we not you know things people people don't well you have to you yeah. can't be on permanently but it was a pain in the UN yeah. when we had UN meetings where certain countries were absent most of the time <laughs> I made it there while I was in the term i turn up late or other people would turn up late because stuff happened or you got called out which was very cool but when you don't When you need to pass a resolution and you have the the core members of China and the UK and Russia and uh, I think the US had to vote... And if one of them was just not there, <laughs> you could to do something. And that was it. And you didn't know if they weren't there deliberately or if they'd forgotten or if something had come up. Or, it or was, if they were dead. Well, this is it. And, you know, at one point, the, the UK particularly was interesting because they had a smaller team. They had two or three people or something. So the PM was running around a lot more. But I'm sure there were times where he turned up because he just wasn't interested in what was happening. and It didn't yeah. matter to him, but we needed him to vote on something. Oh. And things didn't happen because he wasn't there
3: I definitely would become a big advocate for it Though a lot of the other stuff they do look, appears to be a bit more military and history based but just having a game which felt like a, a large scale role well, playing game that wasn't held back by rules and dice. Yeah. this was yeah. an interesting yeah.
0: thing so if you're listening to this and you would uh, you would like to go to a mega game I absolutely suggest you sign up if you live in London or Leeds area I think they're doing one in Scandinavia somewhere at some point but go to the mega gamers website which will be linked but something that don't be also put off by the fact that, um, for example, one they're doing in a while that I think I, I certainly hope to be going to is World War One. A few months in World War One, just after it breaks out, because the people I were talking to were saying uh, that politics will happen anyway because it it has to, even if like. You're all commanding different forces in a hierarchy in a sort of trench warfare oh, battle. Oh yeah. Of course, there's politics because what
1: happens when the person to your right's incompetent? You have to get them replaced because they're going to get you killed. If one of the guys was telling us a story about how certain players don't see behind a screen or something, or you have different tiers of command. And yeah. You're, like you're, you're running out of troops, and if you just have a few more troops, you can push uh, and attack uh, through. So you just yes, say to the guy in command, "It's going really well. Send some more." It's going that's great. really clever. In just send a few you, more in. Just send a few more. <laughs> <laughs> Table, and then that's, that's really matized. clever because
2: the, you'd get the sense from uh, well any history I've ever learned of World War One is that the generals the very back lines and the majors didn't really know what was going on yeah, the anyways, yeah. So. see this is exactly what I'm talking about I think there'll be that nice edge of politics in anything
0: that happens uh, and also just very quickly before we end uh, just big thank you to all the other players who uh Hopefully we didn't upset with any video that we edited together
3: for comedy purposes. Oh yeah, I think I, this I, I don't know if it ended up me being in it but there was a point which I was like screw everyone, the world's going to burn. <laughs> didn't really mean it. You're all but nice people, they? I was just stressed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, thank you all for uh, an unbelievable and memorable day. And uh, hopefully we'll get, well, we might well get some more coverage of the game on uh, Shut Up and Sit Down in the future just because it's so bloody interesting. It is. Pretty good. Mm. Okay, well, I guess we should go back to reviewing board games for a little while before we get distracted by live-action theatre bullshit again. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much for listening, uh, everybody. Yeah. Uh, Bye-bye. Goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye.